everything makes a difference. One word can destroy, one word can build. Use the words carefully. I learned this over so many moments of breaking and feeling, wow, I destroyed here. Welcome to Hope to Recharge podcast. Thank you for joining me here again today. Every week we meet here to break the stigma around mental health and to bring you insight and inspiration and lots of practical tips from personal stories or professionals around the world that share how they turn their journey of mental health into healing or to thriving. Together we will break the stigma one story at a time. In mental health together is always better. Thank you for joining me here today. I'm your host, Matana. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the leading online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists one click away. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Get 10% off your first month. Start your wellness now. Hello, everyone. It is the last week of 2021. I must say, as much as I'm vibrating very high and a very high vibration now, because I just finished a strategy call with Heather Parody and I am so excited because we are building something brand new and it's coming February 2022. And I can't wait to see how it's going to evolve. And I'm feeling so alive, living alive, literally, after a strategy session with my coach, my mentor, My cheerleader, Heather, everything about Hope to Recharge was possible because of her, because she believed in me. She held my hand. She helped me. She trusted me. She helped me trust myself. She guided me. I'm so grateful to Heather for being in my life, for God that crossed our paths and for the courage I had to start Hope to Recharge. And it's two and a half years that we are doing this. And now we are building something new and it's coming in 2022. And I'm so excited. I'm ending this year with so much excitement and gratitude and high vibration. There's so much that happened. Just creating this working on Ignite Your Life Retreat just showed me how much more I need to serve, how much more I need to do, how much more of my dreams I need to create and how little I tapped into so far. And I'm just excited. I'm just excited to see what this year is going to bring. And I am with a full grateful heart finishing up 2021. And I hope you too can finish this year with a full grateful heart. Today, we are going to be discussing mistakes I did in my earlier years as an adult in my personal relationships and how I wish Someone taught me what life taught me on my own, but I guess life is the best teacher. Mentors can preach and mentors can teach and show, but really life shows the best and life is the best teacher. And I'm grateful that I was open to receive the lessons from life and to evolve with life. I want to share with you huge mistakes I did with my communications with Ari, my husband, with my children, with people that are in my inner circle and people that I wanted to keep in my inner circle that were not healthy for me. I'm going to teach you how I evolved and hopefully from my really painful experiences of really needing to do self-forgiveness of how I showed up in my early adult life will give you a little bit of an insight on what can really work better. When I got married, I came from a very, I would say, quote unquote, healthy home, loving parents, great family, a lot of sarcasm, a lot of laughter. 
I thought sarcasm was healthy. I only when I got married did Ari introduce me to the idea that sarcasm is not healthy. It's not a joke. I didn't know that. Thank you, Ari, for teaching me that. And I came such a long way. I actually don't use sarcasm anymore. I must say I don't use maybe once a year when I'm really angry and it's really not okay. But Ari taught me that sarcasm hurts. Ari taught me a lot about my communication that I did not get growing up. And I thought I come from a healthy home. I come from healthy communications and I know what I'm doing. Little did I know that I knew nothing and I'm really not a good communicator. One of the things that early on in our marriage, I was always doubting that he would love any woman that he married because he loves big. He's a huge giver and he does the best with what he has. So I said, he doesn't love me for Matana. He loves me because I'm his wife and any wife that would marry him, he would love with a big heart. He used to say to me, I am doing X, Y, Z because I love you, not because I have a responsibility. And I used to throw it back at him and say, don't use that as a tool. And I thought it was a manipulative tool to say, oh, I'm doing this because I love you, not because I have responsibility. I said, you got married, you have responsibilities, just show up. I don't have to acknowledge it. And that was, I think, one of my biggest mistakes early on. Just because someone chooses something and they have a responsibility does not negate the idea that we don't have to be grateful for what they are doing and showing up. So for example, I thought just because he did the dishes and just because he took the kids to school and just because he threw out the garbage or he went to the store because he knows that I hate shopping and he did the shopping for us, I would say that's your responsibility. We're a team. I don't need to thank you. I preach gratitude, but I came short here. I would say, why do I need to thank you? And don't say you're doing this because you love me. You're doing it because it's your responsibility. What he was trying to say is see the little acts of me showing up with a smile, without complaining and without the moaning and groaning that we do through life. And I'm doing it with such enthusiasm because I know that you are getting enjoyment out of it and me giving enjoyment to the person I love is an act of kindness. So just see my act of kindness to you because it's love. And I would say, don't try to prove your love through responsibilities. Little did I know how wrong I was. Because telling people you have to be responsible and you have to show up and you chose this life and not being grateful for them and what they are doing is really not proper communication. What I learned after many years that me noticing how Ari really shows up in the little things in life. For example, he knows how I love the first smell of a brand new jar of coffee. He will never open a new jar without waiting for me to open it and sniff it. That is something that we have to notice. So my old self would roll my eyes and say, so big deal. So you let me smell the first smell from the coffee and I would roll my eyes. And now I am so thankful to you that you waited. And I feel this abundance of love, abundance of connection. And I want to share it. I'm like, thank you so much for giving me this moment of joy. 
and for being mindful and remembering that this is what I like. So many times through life, we have little things that we can show somebody that we care about them. The biggest way of communicating and wanting more of it from an authentic, good, healthy way is noticing it and acknowledging it and saying thank you for it in a very humble, caring, nice way. When I was pregnant with my first son, I was in the hospital for dehydration because I was throwing up the first trimester. I was very resentful that I was in the hospital and I didn't want to be there. And I felt like it's not fair. Why am I in the hospital? And he's sleeping at home and I'm carrying this baby. I was really childish at the time. When he came and he brought me whatever I needed, I was like, why do I have to thank you for coming? You're responsible. You're just as a part of this baby as I am. You should thank me. I was so craving acknowledgement. And I was saying, you should thank me that I'm carrying your baby. You should thank me that I'm throwing up for your baby. You should thank me that I'm in the hospital. But it was all about me, 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 me. Which he was grateful that I was carrying his baby and grateful for everything I was doing. But I was so focused on me and receiving. I felt like it was taking away from who I am if I acknowledge that he is going through something as well. Thank you for stopping your day and coming to visit me. I know probably whatever is going on in at work. Thank you for stopping and coming to visit me in the hospital and bringing me what I like, bringing me a, a change of clothes. Thank you for thinking about me. At the time, I thought that if I show him that I'm grateful for what he did, it will take away from what I am doing. And that was one of my biggest mistakes in my marriage, biggest mistake in my relationship. And the same thing with my children nowadays. The more they serve, the more they give us, the more I need to show them appreciation. Yes, they're part of this household and my kids give a tremendous amount. We cook together, we clean together, we play hard and we work hard. My kids really work hard and part of this family. There's no freebies. But at the same time, I am a very vocal about my gratitude towards them for whatever they are doing and not taking it for granted. I don't like when people say, I work really hard for you, children, and I pay the bills. You should do X, Y, and Z. I don't think that's healthy. I think it's manipulative. They didn't ask to come to this world. They didn't ask to be your child. They didn't ask maybe in a metaphysical way, maybe, but when I'm talking about the practical way for their brain where they're holding right now, they're thinking like, hey, you decided to be a parent. Don't give me this guilt that you need to work hard for me. Yes, we are a community. Yes, when we serve each other and we support each other, that's great. But let's do it out of thank you for helping me. The other day, I was very vocal to my daughter and I didn't say it nicely. And I said, if I'm still in the kitchen putting things away, don't sit and look at your phone. Come in the kitchen. I should have said it much nicer and she really got insulted and I should have said it nicer. I should have said, you know what? Thank you for always helping me. Thank you for caring about our dinners and thank you for being a part of it. Do you mind, please, in the future, let's just finish cleaning up together before you go on your phone. And thank you for always seeing me when you're not on your phone. These little things, these little communications, these little gratitude moments and appreciation for what is given. She's a part of this household. My kids are part of this household. They have to chip in. They have to do their chores. Yes, but at the same time, thank you. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for helping me and uh, taking care of Michelle while I was in a meeting. Thank you for taking them on a walk. Thank you for helping me bring the stuff in from the car. People think that just because it's a group effort for the family, we don't have to thank. No, we have to thank. Thank you for everyone that helped the packages come in from the car. 
thank you to the one that went shopping, even though they're going to be using the food for themselves. There is such a lack of showing appreciation for things that are day-to-day life that become very overwhelming and very stressful at times. And when we show appreciation, there's so much more love and desire to show up more with it. Ari and I have a gratitude check. And it's a personal gratitude chat between me and him. And I sent him specific gratitude thank yous for things that I feel abundance of gratitude that really warm my heart for the things that he went out of his way because he knows that I care about it. For example, dishes is not my thing. He does the dishes and he knows that I don't like waking up to any dish in the sink. And he knows that when I come down in the morning, the sink needs to be clean. He doesn't say, oh, can you thank me for doing it? Or did you notice that I did? He just does it. And I need to acknowledge it because he did it because he knows that it matters to me. Now, for him, maybe I don't even know if he cares about the dishes in the sink or not, but he did it because it's he's part of the family. Yes, he has the chores, but his motive, he's doing it because it matters to me. I need to thank him that he sees me. The other day he did something and I was like, wow, that is so sweet. He did it because it really matters to me. I don't remember what it was. I should go through my gratitude chat because I write it in detail. Go into detail. Write it on a note. Write it in a chat. Write it in an email. Write it down. Voice it. Talk to him in the face. I'm like, thank you so much. Ari, thank you so much for taking the kids this morning and dealing with them that I can rest Sunday mornings are usually my morning off and I am just with myself. Ari takes care of the children. He does it because he knows how much I appreciate silence Sunday morning. So he takes care of them. I could say, I work hard all week long and you took a shift in the morning. Big flipping deal. No. And that was my old self, by the way. So destructive and so dismissive and so mean and nasty. Now I'm, thank you. Thank you for seeing me and thank you for doing it so graciously and going into detail. And I think when we start communicating with loved ones, how much we appreciate the little things they do for us because they care even if they have a motive and even if they're part of the family and even if it's their responsibility, if we communicate with them and show them appreciation, they will want to show up that much more in the future. And your bond and connection and your real deep connection will become stronger because of the words of appreciation. And don't neglect those words with people you love. Don't neglect those communications with people you love. And if something hurts, there's a way to say it. There's a difference between asking and demanding. A request versus a demand. A request versus a demand. A very big thing in relationships. We can demand something and it comes very harsh. And then the person is like, wait, I'm taking orders versus a request. This is really hard for me. Is there any way you could do X, Y, and Z? It's just softer, kinder words, kinder energy. And I always say, think about how you want to be told and use that same energy to somebody else. Do we like to be asked? Can you please? Or do you like demand? Do you like when people say to, to you, do you demand this needs to be done by this amount of this way this at this time? Can you please XYZ? It would really mean a lot to me if XYZ. Ari and I struggle with time management. Ari is not good with time management, and I am very good with time management.
Do you sometimes feel stuck? Do you wish you can be somewhere else? Do you have a vision of where you want to get to, but you just don't know what the first step to take in order to get to that life that you're dreaming of? Many people ask me, what did I do in order to create this wellness that I'm living in? How did I shift from deep depression, from extreme anxiety to a thriving life, to a productive life, to a life full of joy? I put many things into practice and it's every single day. Many of you know that it's gratitude, a healthy mindset, boundaries, self-love, and one of the most important things that many people don't speak about, forgiveness, self-forgiveness and forgiveness to others, essential for healing. I put together a package for those that want to increase their wellness in their life and implement these techniques custom made for their lives. If you want to work one-on-one with me on these topics in order to move forward towards that dream life that you have a vision of, click the link below in the show notes. It's called Gift of light. It was on sale in the month of December. We're extending it for a little bit of January. So grab it now before it increases in price. It's a custom made program for you. One-on-one with me. Eight sessions. We will develop a concrete program that you can implement in your life so you can create a better well-being. Click the link below. Looking forward to working with you. Ari is not good with time management and I am very good with time management. Sometimes I mess up and sometimes God's showing me that I'm not perfect at it because I think I'm so freaking perfect at it, but I'm not. In my earlier days, I and sometimes I mess up now and I'm like, you better be on time. <laughs> you better show up on time. Don't be late. Versus, Ari, this really means a lot to me. I know time is not your thing and you know how much time is my big pet peeve when people are not on time can you please make it a point to be there on time please make it a point to to notice this part that's very important to me maybe both of them will come on time maybe both times like maybe saying you better be there on time versus can you please be there on time please be mindful please be aware make reminders do whatever i need but which one does he come more lovingly and with a caring heart with a giving heart the one that i said you better Or the one that I say, can you please, because it means a lot to me. Words have so much power. The intensity of them, how we format a sentence, it makes such a difference in the way that they are being received and the energy that it comes back. And if we take this into our relationships, and I'm talking now about husband and wife, because I'm talking about the way I, I deal with Ari and with my children, but it's more with Ari because we're very strong-minded people. We like things done our own way in a specific way. So there's a lot of conflict. So how can we serve with love without feeling that we are not being seen and addressed to ourselves and our needs? How do we do it together? And how do we not feel unseen and not heard at the same time? doing in harmony. I mess up with this so often. I really mess up. And if I think about so many hiccups in our marriage, it, it even ha- can happen today, but our the duration, the frequency, and the intensity is less and less and less because I'm practicing it more and more and I'm more aware. And I think a big thing is when I mess up, I know to apologize. And I know to say, you know what? I was really wrong. I showed up wrong. I said it wrong. I was in a bad place. Um, not justifying it, but just saying reality, like I was in a bad place. I didn't sleep. I was triggered. I was whatever. I am so sorry. I did it wrong. I wasn't thinking. I said it wrong. You didn't deserve it. I'm sorry. 
just that accountability, just that I'm sorry, I, I know I did it wrong, I'm going to try better next time goes a long way. And I think that's something that I learned the last, I would say 10 years of my marriage, but I'm getting better in my relationships, even with my children, even with people that I work with. I'm sorry, I did that wrong. I really showed up wrong. I'm sorry. I'm going to try better next time. It's the awareness to ourselves and to the others. And it creates these crazy deep bonds. I think everybody wants connection. Everybody wants love. Everyone wants admiration. Everybody wants true intimacy in their souls and their connection. And it happens in these little moments, in these tiny little moments of life. And we can produce it all the time if we didn't have this fear of vulnerability. Oh, if I tell the other person how much I appreciate them, maybe I'm going to feel less than. They, they have to do it anyway. Why am I thanking them? It's their job. Somebody told me the other week, why do I have to tip somebody? It's their job. I'm like, what? So what if it's their job? Say thank you. Say thank you that they are helping your life and serving in a way that gives you some ease in your life. This concept of it's their job destroys relationships, destroys communication. Take away the vulnerability factor, the fear of vulnerability, show up with empathy, see the other person. And if it's hard for you to see the other person, put yourself in the other shoes. Even if they don't treat you that way, show up properly. If they don't show up the way you want to be treated, doesn't mean you have to mirror them if that's not the way you like it. Show up the way you want people to show up for you. And if they're not showing up for you the, the right way, that's already a boundary issue and a relationship issue and whatever. But first nurture it, the relationship, the way you want it to be nurtured and show up the way you want to be reflecting to you. Now, if it's not reflecting to you, that's a whole different topic and it's a whole different idea. But don't say they're not doing it to me, so I'm not going to do it for them. Show up the way you want to be seen in the world, serve the way you want to be served in the world and see the effect. It's literally the gratitude effect, the communication of effect. Everything makes a difference. One word can destroy, one word can build. Use the words carefully. I learned this over so many moments of breaking and feeling, wow, I destroyed here. I destroyed myself. I destroyed the relationship. And then I used the same methods of words to rebuild build. But we have to be mindful of the words, careful with the words, be more silent. Not every time do you have to speak. Hear. And I told you that in 2021, my big goal was listen to understand, not in order to respond. When we are trying to understand the other person, we're listening with empathy, with an open heart, not in order to them to listen to us. And this is something so hard for me. So I set a goal for it. I really set a goal. And when it's something that I really want to respond because I have a lot to say, that's when I need to keep quiet. That's when I'm like, don't say a word. Just listen. I'm far from perfect from this. I'm still working on it because sometimes it just lights a spark and I just need to talk, talk and say my mind. And usually it doesn't help. And usually silence would be the loudest message I can speak. My EFT practitioner told me this week that silence is the deepest conversation we can have with our minds. And I love silence and I go into silence often. My old me, many years ago, I used to run, always run, do productive in order to not be in silence. Silence was so scary to me. And now I love silence because I love the conversation I have in my mind. And I feel like that's healthiness. That's growth. I wanted to share 
this little insight of where I went wrong and how I'm trying to improve. And I would like to share it with you. And if you want to improve with your husband, with your boyfriend, with your children, with your parent, use these tiny little strategies of saying thank you with detail for the little moments in life and have a request instead of a demand and see how that works. It creates a bond. It creates connection. It creates love. It creates vulnerability. It builds instead of destroying. I hope you take something out of this episode that I'm so super passionate about. I hope we can grow together because it's not easy work. It's really not easy work. Sometimes I look back at times that I used to say things and I cringe and I'm like, I cannot believe I used those words. I cannot believe I showed up like this in my marriage. I cannot believe this was me. I can't believe it. And sometimes I have to do a real self-forgiveness process of saying that's all I knew. I didn't know better. I didn't have mentors that were teaching me otherwise. Life taught me and I'm so grateful through my adversities that I got to learn And I got to evolve and I got to know that being vulnerable and accountable and grateful is not a weakness. It is strength because who's the winner? Me, because I connect to the people I love on a deeper level. The more I connect on a deeper level to the people I love, I win. And for me, living alive with the people around you that you adore, that mean the most to you, is the greatest treasure you can have in life. The greatest treasure you can have in life is to live alive through the little moments in life, the little ones, not the great big wins, the little moments and feel alive with the people that you love most that are around you. Have a happy, healthy new year. And I have a request to you. Please, 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 please. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there's a new feature on Spotify that you can rate a show. Please go to the top of the show on Spotify where it says hope to recharge right up where it says mental health and I think wellness. There's a little star. Press on that star and give us a rating. Please, please, please. It'll take you less than 10 seconds. Go to Spotify on hope to recharge. Even if you're listening to this, not on Spotify. If you have Spotify, please go to Spotify, hope to recharge, hit those rating buttons on the top right near the topic. It's not under the episode. It's under the whole podcast. I'll share a tiny little link on the bottom of the show notes, how to do it. And please rate us. Every person that rates us brings us a little bit more up in the chain of mental health. And we want to climb those chains to get to the top of mental health. Hope to Recharge wants to be the number one podcast on mental health. Are you going to help us get there? And if you haven't rated us and reviewed on iTunes, please go do that. You can see on Hope to Recharge website, hope to recharge.com. There is a description how to rate and review us on iTunes. So please go there. We greatly appreciate your help. And if you want to support us, this is how you can support us. We do a lot. We really do a lot in order to show up with these episodes. So together is better. We need your help. This is a easy, free way for you to support us. Thank you. Have a wonderful end of a year. I can't wait to see what this year is going to bring for everyone and how things are going to just explode and evolve and bring on 2022. Here we come. Bye till next time. 
Thank you for listening till the end. We highly appreciate all of our listeners. And Mental Health Together is better. You being here means a tremendous amount to us. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like some extra boost of information and inspiration that is not on the podcast, you can go to our website, hopetorecharge.com. There's some premium content that for the cost of a cup of coffee, you can download some amazing information that will help you, a tool that will guide you through life. So don't skip a beat. Don't hesitate. Go to hopetorecharge.com and see what other offerings we have there for your mental health well-being. Thank you for joining us. And remember, if you enjoyed this and you want to say thank you, the best way of gratitude will be by you leaving a review or a comment or sharing this with a loved one. There is no greater form of gratitude for us. Thank you. Bye till next time. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com, the leading online platform for therapy. You can access thousands of therapists one click away. Go check out BetterHelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. Get 10% off your first month. Start your wellness now.